Big Superheroes versus the Blizz on Mount Everest. That's what's up for this week's edition of Kid Superheroes Mystery Lab. I'm Kid Superhero Buck Travers. My dad is out of town this week. I am broadcasting from the lab in our basement at home where I am surrounded by all sorts of things I am not supposed to tell you about. Especially the time traveling equipment. What am I talking about? Let me continue. Dad did ask me to finish last week's story, and it's an action-packed one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We were on our way to Mount Everest to battle the blizz, but how would we get there? Mount Everest is a long way away. I can fly, Tracy too. That's a story for another day about how we learned how to fly, but we're not strong enough to fly all that way and carry the others. It's too far for Mandy to teleport. And even if she could, it's an awfully dangerous place to teleport into. Nick Newton's force field could be a lot of help when we get there. But how do we get him there? Robert Robertson, the technology and construction whiz, saved the day. He introduced us to a giant flying spider-shaped car. He had built with the help of Kid Space Force and some kid named Axel, who was really into bugs. Robert's state-of-the-art spacecraft would get us to Mount Everest in no time. It was super fast. When we arrived, we stood up to a very upset the Blizz, who attacked us with vicious snow, wind, and ice. How did he get that wind power? We were battered against the mountain rocks repeatedly. Nick Newton's force field saving us on several occasions. One time, Mandy Magic grabbed me and teleported me out of the way just before a giant ice boulder was set to clobber me. The Blizz roared a terrible roar and grew angrier. He was now joined by a giant snowman like the one that had threatened Splendid just days prior. Robert's heat ray was effective up to a point, but it overheated and it was no good at all after that. Tracy and I combined our super strength. With our combined power, we were able to knock the Blizz down, weaken him, but we were no match for the giant snowman. We tried to trick it, reason with it, to outrun it. Nothing was working. That's when Robert upped his robotic game. Turns out the spider-shaped super ship that it brought us here wasn't just a flying car. Robert pushed a few buttons, and it transformed into a gigantic robot. It was five stories high, half the size of the snowman, but twice as strong, made of metal. It was tough and so cool. Where have you been hiding this thing, I asked. Robert responded that he didn't think the battle bot element of his invention was ready yet, but since we were getting throttled by the giant snowman, he didn't have any choice but to try it. Robert controlled the thing from a hidden compartment inside the robot where its heart would be. There was room for all five of us, but it was a bit cramped. And now that I think about it, there was actually a volcano and no other icy mountains near Mount Everest. The giant robot made a much tougher competitor for the giant snowman than our five individual efforts had. 
We got knocked back with a few giant snowballs, but the robot stood strong, and Nick kept us safe inside a force field when we needed. The robot held a giant sword with handcrafted beetles all over it and whacked the snowman's head clear off. Kind of creepy, but cool. A spider ship, a beetle-decorated sword, and the legs of a giant robot were painted yellow and black like a bumblebee. I asked Robert, what's with all this bug stuff? And he said the kid Axel that had helped him design it was obsessed with bugs, and he just kind of went with it. Super-duper heat rays shot out from the giant's eyes, melting its middle and lower parts. Super cool! And eventually it was gone. The blizz was flat on his back. His giant snowman creation melted. Victory was ours. But that wasn't the end. We came to search for the Pangea Stone, which was hidden somewhere in the giant mountain. My dad knew it was the source of the blizz's power but it was up to us to find it. We wouldn't get much of a chance, though, before we were hit by an avalanche. We tumbled down the mountain, bouncing off rocks and stuck under a sea of snow and ice. Tracy and I held on to each other, and Nick kept us safe with the force field. Mandy was able to teleport out of danger, grabbing Robert and taking him with her. But the giant robot was toast. By the time it reached the bottom of the mountain, it was half smashed and scattered all over the place and half buried in many, many feet of snow. And when I say half, I mean a third because the other third was melting on the volcano lava. It was a wreck. We were ready to give up our search for the Pangea Stone and hurry home. All but Tracy, who wasn't giving up. I followed her, flying back up the mountain to the Blizz's secret getaway. Once there, I started a small fire in an instant by rubbing two sticks together at super speed. This fire began to have a strange effect on the blizz. It was melting his ice beard. He screamed in pain, broke down, and told us where the Pangea Stone was. Long story short, we got it. Robert was able to salvage enough parts of the wreckage to build a transport ship that would fit him, Mandy, and Nick. Luckily, the parts that had melted weren't needed. Tracy and I would fly alongside all the way back to Splendid. I'm glad to be home. I'm glad my friends are okay. We defeated the Blizz and got the source of his power, and now Splendid is home to two of the seven ancient, powerful Pangea Stones. Don't go spreading that around, though. There are others that are out there looking for them, I think. But that, listeners, is most definitely a tale for another day. My dad, Professor Theo, will be back next week, and he will tell you the tale of the time Splendid West Virginia hosted the big game. In the meantime, be good to each other and have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might shrink you and box you up with the Christmas Village. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.